Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. So, Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sport book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now, and you get three times back on your first play. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. So, anyway, let's look at the line combinations for the New Jersey Devils. We have the kid line in Jack Hughes, Yanni Kokkonen, and Igor Sharangovich. Then we got the captain line in Nico Heizer, Pavel Zak and Jesper Brat. And then we got the energy line in Mikey McLeod, Nathan Bastian, and led by one of our alternate captains, Miles Wood. But no one is giving the energy line any love, including me. That was one of the X factors this season. So Bastian was impressive in his rookie year. Mikey McLeod really improved and had a career high in all three categories. And Miles Wood also improved and he was a captain for Christ's sake. So we need to talk about this energy line for the New Jersey Devils and overall what they were able to bring for our organization this season and what can we expect from these three players next season. So buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.07 p.m. Eastern Time, June 10th, 2021 at the time of this recording. So guys, like I said in the last episode, we had a lot riding on that Islanders and Bruins series. And we needed Taylor Hall and the Boston Bruins to really step up their game in order for us to get another top 20 draft pick. Unfortunately, that is not going to be the case because the Islanders are now advancing to the final four of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They beat the Bruins silly. We needed the Bruins to step up. But their defense, their goaltending, absolutely atrocious. So, obviously, I am not locked on uh, Islanders, nor am I locked on Bruins. So, I can't give you a full-fledged recap of what happened during the course of the game. But if you missed the game, uh, you might want to take a drink for every time the uh, Bruins uh, defense collapsed. Because, guess what? You would be drunk by the end of the night. And, uh, by the way, I might want to add to that game. uh, Take a drink for every goaltending mistake that Rask made. And, uh, by the way, after you finish that game, I would not recommend driving. So, anyway, the final score was 6-2. So, that is official, guys. That draft pick that we got in the Palmieri and the Zajac trade will now become anywhere from 29th to 32nd in this year's upcoming NHL draft. So that really sucks that we essentially traded Zajac and Paul Mary, and the centerpiece for that trade was obviously uh, this year's first round pick. But one of the things I said was that the Islanders are contenders and that draft pick was going to be trash. Now it's going to be anywhere from 29 to 32nd, as I stated. So, you know, this is just very frustrating to the fact that we can't even catch a break in that regard. So, obviously, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, but I think it's official that we lost that trade unless these uh, two draft picks that we get. So, remember, we have a conditional uh, fourth-round draft pick from uh, the New York Islanders, but Lou uh, Lamorello holds all the cards in terms of when it can apply either next year or the year after. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to have to look back at the trade, but first and foremost, obviously, we got Mason Yobbs, who is still yet to play in the NHL, and then we got A.J. Greer, who's been a career uh, minor leaguer uh, during the entirety of his time 
at the highest level of play for professional hockey. He's had a few cups of coffee in the NHL, but obviously nothing really special. And then obviously uh, the main centerpiece was this first round draft pick from the New York Islanders. But like I said, it was going to be trash and now it is going to be trash since the Islanders are moving on to the final four. So Taylor Hall and the Boston Bruins really let us down. But who let us down the most? Yes, it was the defenseman for uh, the Boston Bruins, but it was also Rask because Rask just couldn't stop anything. He looked like Aaron Dell and Scott Wedgwood in that Penguin series uh, in which we let up so many goals and uh, both of them had to sub in for one another. And remember, Mackenzie Blackwood was out for that series. So obviously, that's what Rask looked like. And this isn't the first time that he's made a huge blunder. Didn't a few months ago that uh, the game was tied between the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers and uh, Rask lost track of the score and he actually skated off the rink? He kind of pulled a J.R. Smith in the NHL. Uh, you know, he forgot the score and he could have costed his team. So I think that's the only thing why people aren't really talking too much about it right now is just because it didn't come back to bite the Bruins. But obviously, guys, so I'm sorry, but that first round draft pick is now going to be even more trash. It's not going to be top 20, but, you know, we'll take what we can get in terms of draft picks because, you know, we can find some diamonds in the rough because Igor Sharangovich, he was a fifth round selection. And then obviously... Uh, we have Akira Schmidt, who just signed his three-year entry-level deal, and he actually just won goaltender of the year for his respective league. So, obviously, we can find uh, diamonds in the rough, but obviously, guys, I'm sure we would have rather that uh, pick be in the top 20, so that way it would be a little easier to find the diamonds in the rough or the people who slip in this year's draft. But anyway, you know, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject or anything, so let's talk about something a little bit more positive, shall we? Let's talk about the line combinations for the New Jersey Devils. So, what kind of lines have we been talking about? We've been talking about the kid line, or some of you have been saying it's the youth line, whatever the case might be. So I prefer the term kid line because it has a better ring to it. But uh, obviously, that's Jack Hughes, Yanni Kwokinen, and Igor Sharangovich. And obviously, I believe that was the most surprising line. Jack Hughes did a phenomenal job of leading those two players to just having pretty good seasons. I feel like Igor Sharangovich should have gotten more love out in the East Division. And then Yanni Kwokinen, a former AHL All-Star, and obviously uh, he's getting his chance and he has proven that he's actually a great assist getter. So uh, Kwokinen is a solid winger as well as Sharangovich. And then obviously we got the captain line, as I like to call them. We got Nico Heizer, Jesper Brat, and Pavel Zaka. So uh, Pavel Zaka really finished off the year strong. Uh, he had 10 points in the final nine games of the year. And then Jesper Brat, we knew what he can do. And obviously, if he uh, didn't have to go onto the COVID protocol list at the beginning of the year, if he didn't have those contract disputes, then I believe his stats would have been much better. And then obviously, Nico Heizer, he missed two-thirds of the year. So that's a little unfair to him that uh, we uh, aren't giving him as much love. But ultimately, guys, I fully anticipate that Nico Heizer will have a better season. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted him to play at the World Juniors is just because um, he needs all the game reps he can get because he's missed like a year and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, missing most of the year due to COVID, a leg injury, and also uh, puck to the face. Yeah, it, it was a rough year for him, but at least he was given the captain role. But what is the one line we have not been talking about and they deserve some love? It is that third line. So it is our defense line or, you know, Lindy Ruff sometimes had them play the fourth line and that's the energy line. But that line consisted of Miles Wood, Michael McLeod, and Nathan Bastian. So obviously, guys, I believe all three of those guys really stepped up their game in more ways than one. So 
uh, let's look at the line combinations to finish off the year. So, obviously, uh, it was Yanni Kwokinen, e Igor Sharangovich, alongside with Jack Hughes for the top line. And then, uh, for the second line, the captain line, it was Nico Hijra at center, and his wingers were Zaka and Brat. And then, uh, the third line to finish off the year was McLeod, Bastion, and Wood. And then, uh, the fourth line was Boquist, uh, Janssen, and Foote. So, Obviously, guys, I don't think Boquist is in the long-term plans for the New Jersey Devils. In fact, if he does not step up his game this year, I fully anticipate that they might place him on the waivers or try to trade him. Andreas Janssen, obviously, he needs to step up next season, but I'm anticipating that he'll have a better season next year. And then, obviously, Nolan Foote. Uh, the son of Adam Foote, I think he is going to be something special. I don't think he'll make the team right away to begin the year, but I'm expecting big things from him sometime in the future, just not right now, if that makes any sense. So, obviously, let's talk about that third line, the defense line. So, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastian, and Miles Wood, just a great combination. They really stepped up their games. Obviously, Miles Wood was one of our alternate captains to finish off the year after we traded away Paul Marion Zajac and Overall, guys, uh, remember when Mikey McLeod couldn't get his first career NHL goal and that they waved off actually his uh, quote-unquote first goal in the NHL and ultimately, you know, how heartbroken he was and overall how hard he just had to fight to uh, earn his spot. And Mikey McLeod, that's another young guy that we haven't really talked about during the course of this series in terms of what Lindy Ruff has been able to do for the young guys, and I feel like he deserves some more love. Miles Wood has stepped up his game in more ways than one. I think uh, Miles Wood will be a solid two-way player in terms of his physicality and overall just uh, the amount of goals he was able to put up this season in a 56-game span. And then Nathan Bastian, he obviously had some contributions himself that we need to discuss, but uh, before we actually get on with that, I need to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from a new uh, sponsor, and it is Stat Hero. So, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. So, introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS uh, the way it is meant to be, one-on-one. -on -one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300-point match that's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. So, let's get on to the second live read this morning, and this goes out to all of my investors out there. It comes from Wealthfront. So, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash locked on 
NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. So anyway, guys, we've been talking about the line combinations for the New Jersey Devils and how there's been one surprising X factor, and that was the third line. And they like to call themselves the energy line, but that's usually your fourth line. But they finish off the season on the third line, which is usually your best uh, defenders. But overall, um, you know, it was just a solid effort from that energy line, as they like to call themselves. So Miles Wood, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastion, they all stepped up their games in more ways than one. Obviously, guys, in a very disappointing season from the New Jersey Devils, I'm sure you expected a little bit better. But like I said at the beginning of the show, there's diamonds in the rough. There's always some positive takeaways. And this is the line that really, um, you know, took it to the next level in terms of production. Because what is New Jersey Devils hockey all about? It's about grit, grind, and determination. And I feel like I got that, especially out of Miles Wood and these two other guys in McLeod and Bastion. So let's talk about Bastion first and foremost. So in his first season in the league, so 2018-2019, obviously this does not qualify as his rookie season, but he appeared in seven games, had three goals for a grand total of three points. So obviously, guys, he needed some development. He just needed to uh, get his footing underneath him. So obviously, um, you know, it depends on the right system. It depends on the right coach. And I feel like Lindy Ruff, and I was wrong about this, I feel like he does a great job of developing our young guys. Doesn't mean that everyone has flourished. So for example, Nikita Gusev, he didn't flourish under his system. And then obviously there's Jesper Boquist, which you guys know that I'm not really a big fan of. And I do anticipate that he might get waived uh, at one point during the course of the season because I just feel like with his production and how Lindy Ruff is, I don't think he has long, and I believe he's in Ruff's doghouse, no pun intended. But obviously, let's talk about Nathan Bastion a little bit more. So I believe that he's established himself as an NHL player, and he was actually one of the bright spots on our very poor penalty kill because you saw him quite frequently on the penalty killing units, and just overall, I believe he did a solid job. Like I said, our penalty kill uh, unit was very poor, to say the least, but at least he did decent enough to just become a good enough rotation piece in our penalty killing unit. So obviously uh, there's that. But the one thing I want to talk about, and I don't think a lot of you guys knew this, but he led the team in hits with 136. So Bastion is already aggressive, and this is obviously his first official rookie season, and he was second among all NHL rookies. So the fact that he is leading the team in hits and he's this young should really say something about his physicality, and overall I'm liking what I'm seeing because if you guys recall, he didn't play at all last season. So the last time he played in the NHL was over a season ago during the 2018 and 2019 campaign. So obviously, guys, I'm just loving his effort so far, and that's how you keep your spot in the NHL. That's how you say, I belong at this level. You just try to be aggressive because a lot of these guys who are on the fourth or the third line, they're not really going to get a lot of intention in terms of just what they do production-wise and what who they are player-wise. So obviously, when Curtis Gabriel was on the show, you know, obviously Curtis is going to be on the fourth line for any team he is on, and he gets into a lot of fights. But the one thing that Curtis says is that he has to assert himself because if he uh, doesn't show any physicality, if he doesn't show any energy, if he doesn't show any effort, then it's going to be an easy decision to like you know make him a healthy scratch or send him down to the AHL. So overall, for Bastion, that's how you assert yourself and that's how you keep your roster spot. So leading the team in hits and just being that physical for our line 
really uh, is an X factor that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. So that's something that I'm sure a lot of you didn't know that he led the team in hits. But you know what? You know, if you watch the New Jersey Devils, you probably realized it. I personally do watch the New Jersey Devils. And honestly, I didn't even keep track because, you know, there's so many hits in the game that I lose track. But obviously, Bastion, he has surprised me. And then let's talk about uh, Mikey McLeod for a second. So as we all know, it was really difficult for Mikey McLeod to get his first career NHL goal because during his first year campaign in the league during the 2018 and 2019 season, he appeared in 21 games, but he only had three assists and that was all the points he got. So three assists for a grand total of three points. And then the very next season, he appeared in 12 games. He had two assists for a grand total of two points. And then we all know that he could have gotten his first career goal last year, but obviously that was waved off. So it had been a while since Mikey McLeod got uh, a goal. So it, it, he was yearning for that first career NHL goal. So obviously he thought this year was his year and he was right. So he was able to put up a career high in all three categories in goals, assists, and points. So he had nine goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 20 points. So for, for McLeod, I think the system was what he needed. And just overall, he needed a chance, guys. So obviously we talk about his uh, first season in the league in which he appeared in 21 games. And then obviously the second year, he appeared in way less games in 12. So that's a grand total of 33 NHL appearance in just two seasons. And this year, he was nearly able to double it despite the season being shortened. So he appeared in 52 games and he was able to put up career highs in all three categories. So I think Lindy Ruff took a chance on this kid and overall it has panned out so far. So Mikey McLeod, if you did not know this, he won more than half of his faceoffs of the year and uh, he had a faceoff percentage of 51.5% and nearly 54% from March 1st to the end of the season. So obviously, I don't think you guys knew that. So he was really good in the face-offs. And like I told you, he came out victorious in more than half of his face-offs. So obviously, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mikey McLeod. He had to, you know, fight through hell. He had to go through a lot. And obviously, he just needed a chance, guys. And similar to his other line mate, Bastion, you saw him on the penalty kill unit at times. So obviously, he became a fixture on that respective unit. So uh, for Mikey McLeod and Nathan Bastion, I think they're establishing themselves. So Bastion, obviously, he's establishing himself as a true physical NHL player during his rookie year campaign. Mikey McLeod, he was given a chance, and obviously, in 33 game appearances in just two seasons, it wasn't enough for him to try to, you know, make his mark on the NHL. So obviously, given a new coach, given a new system, and obviously just during unprecedented times when there's a lot of players going onto the COVID protocol list, we're giving people like Mikey McLeod a chance. And in 52 game appearances, he's able to put up career highs in all three categories. And, um, you know, overall, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mikey McLeod and his face-off percentage just, you know, really good. But uh, it shouldn't come as a surprise because in 21 games played during uh, his first season in the league in 2018 and 2019, his face-off percentage was 53.0%. So you saw the potential in, in him in face-off. So that's something to look forward to for next season in terms of Mikey McLeod on the face-off. So that's something I'm looking forward to. And then we'll get to the big dog in a second. But first and foremost, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from rockauto.com. So chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com's prices are always the lowest prices possible rather than change the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. 
rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything guys from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It makes no business sense. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we've been talking about the energy line for the New Jersey Devils and overall what Nathan Bastian, Mikey McLeod, and also Miles Wood have been able to do for the New Jersey Devils. And as we all know, the third line in hockey is usually called the checking line because that's made of more defensively oriented uh, fours or grinders. And then obviously the fourth line is the energy line. So it's quite funny that they finished off the season on the third line, yet they call themselves the energy line because the fourth line is the energy line because it gives uh, the starters a rest. And usually they play the least amount of time on the ice. And that's made up of passing enforcers. So obviously what Nathan Bashan has been able to do in terms of hits and uh, just what Miles Wood has been able to do in terms of being a pest, I'm surprised that, you know, they're calling their third line, uh, their fourth line, whatever the case might be. So, yeah, obviously it rotates during the course of the season. It depends on who's healthy, who's in the rotation, who's uh, not a healthy scratch, whatever the case might be. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this physicality style play from these three line mates. So, obviously, guys, we've been talking about Mikey McLeod and his faceoff percentage and how he was able to have a career high in all three categories given that he doubled his amount of games appeared during this season despite the season being shortened and then obviously we talked about Nathan Bastian how he is kind of establishing himself as an enforcer he led the team in hits and he was second among all rookies in that respective category so obviously Nathan Bastian is starting to establish himself not only as an enforcer but a true NHL player someone you don't really want to mess with so Nathan Bastian uh you know I expect big things from him in the future I expect big things out of Mikey McLeod and overall I believe Michael McLeod's numbers will improve I believe Nathan Bastian will become uh one of those pests who will just spend so many times in the penalty box during the course of the season but obviously that's why you love people like Nathan Bastian but let's talk about one of our alternate captains and that is Miles Wood so as you guys know Miles Wood was sort of uh, a backup captain to start the season because the official captains were Nico Heizer, Travis Ajek, and Kyle Palmieri. But obviously, there was a game against the Buffalo Sabres, I believe it was on January 31st, in which all three players were scratched due to COVID protocols. So uh, the Devils had to get more captains. So they made P.K. Subban a captain. They made Miles Wood a captain. They made Damon Severson a captain. So obviously, we knew that Miles Wood had some leadership qualities in him. Obviously, uh, before the start of the year, there was uh, reports and also a scandal that uh, he and P.K. Subban got into a physical altercation at a practice. They said they made up. But overall, you saw that Miles Wood could be a pest and an enforcer at the same time. And you kind of need that on your team. You need someone to get under your skin and just push you. And I think that's what Lindy Ruff saw in Miles Wood. 
and obviously Miles Wood has improved tremendously. We've talked about this on the show before. He stands six foot two, weighs 195 pounds. He's 25 years of age, and obviously, guys, he's been with the New Jersey Devils organization for a good while. He made his debut, albeit he just played in one game that season, but he made his NHL debut during the 2015-2016 year campaign. So it's hard to believe that someone who's 25 years of age uh, has the most experience in terms of being in this uh, organization. So Miles Wood, think of it like this. Like I said, 25 years of age, yet somehow he has the most experience out of everyone on the roster in terms of a length with the New Jersey Devils organization, or he's one of the players with the most experience on the New Jersey Devils roster. So that just goes to show you how young and inexperienced our team is. So Travis Zajac, uh, you might want to uh, just consider that next time you want to say controversial claims. But anyway, Miles Wood, as we talked about, an alternate captain for this team. That's how he finished off the year. I anticipate that it'll be Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, and Nico Heizer as captains next season for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, you want to know something interesting about Miles Wood? He scored a uh, team best, tied with Pavel Zaka, 17 goals on the season. So obviously we talked about his improvement in terms of goal scoring. So what's the one thing that I talk about quite frequently on the show is that if you were to inflate the stats, they would be much better. So obviously the season was scheduled to play 56 regular season games this season. So obviously some players weren't given a chance to uh, try to top their careers highs unless you're like Connor McDavid and you're able to score like 100 something points in just 56 game appearances. So obviously, you know, uh, Miles Wood is not on that level, but ultimately, guys, so his career high in points and goals uh, came from the 2017 2018 year campaign in which he scored 19 goals and had 32 points. This season, he had 17 goals, as mentioned before, and 25 points. And uh, honestly, he could have topped all three categories if he wanted to, if he was playing in a regular 82-game season. So I'm loving the improvement so far from Miles Wood. So as I stated, he was able to net 17 goals, had eight assists for a grand total of 25 points, and then his career high uh, came from 2017-2018, as previously stated. But, you know, if he was given more opportunities, he could have topped that with ease. And then obviously the season before, he appeared in 68 games, had 11 goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 23 points. And then the season before that season, 2018-2019, appeared in 63 games, had 10 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 24 points. So I'm liking the improvement from Miles Wood. So he's just going to have to settle on his second career high in terms of points and goals. But Overall, I'm liking the effort from Miles Wood so far, and he said that he's been learning from a lot of previous captains from the New Jersey Devils, including Andy Green. He talked to Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri, a lot of former Devils players in terms of what it takes to be a leader. So he said that in his exit meeting. So I fully anticipate that Miles Wood, given his improvements and his overall impact as a leader, and just the fact that he's not afraid to get under his teammates' skin and just try to get the best out of them, and you know, the spirit of competition. I fully anticipate that Miles Wood might be a captain next season and, and might regain his alternate captain role because obviously the Devils had to give new alternate captain roles to like, you know, players like uh, Damon Severson, Miles Wood himself, and then uh, P.K. Subban. He wore the A a couple times throughout the course of the year, but obviously, uh, you know, that was just replacement captains since Zajac and Paul Murray were traded to the New York Islanders. So, Obviously, guys, uh, I think uh, Miles Wood will uh, retain his alternate captain role. And um, another thing that we need to talk about is that he ranks second on the team with 127 shots. So, obviously, he's getting more goals, but he's taking more shots. So, 
Uh, Jack Hughes led the team with 142. So I fully anticipate that Jack Hughes and Miles Wood, once they're given more game opportunities, I fully anticipate that they will have much better seasons in terms of goals and points, and they're able to top their career highs with ease. So obviously, expect big things from those respective players. And also, I believe their points could have been higher if they just had, you know, better, more well-rounded teammates. But obviously, with a young team, that takes time, that takes development. So uh, I fully anticipate that Miles Wood and Jack Hughes will get better in terms of goals and points, given that they took a lot of shots this year. And obviously, Miles Wood, he was one of the bright spots on our power play. Three power play goals and three power play points. So anyway, he was tops on our team in terms of power play goals, but that has got to improve. But that's not just a Miles Wood thing. That's a New Jersey Devils team thing. But anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you guys. So our energy line or our third line, whatever you want to call them, however politically correct you want to be in terms of what they call themselves, what they label themselves as, it seems like Lindy Ruff is a big fan of this unit and overall I'm liking the development from uh, Miles Wood I'm liking the improvement from Mikey McLeod and obviously I was pretty satisfied with Nathan Bastion's first uh, official rookie season in the NHL so obviously I believe that line was an x-factor for the New Jersey Devils this year and obviously I talked about the kid line I talked about the captain line but let's talk about that energy line. So that energy line was something to behold. And overall, I think they are really an aggressive group. And I think that they can only get better from here. And obviously, Lindy Ruff seems to be a fan of them. And I'm a fan of them too. Hopefully, you're a fan of them as well. But overall, Miles Wood, Nathan Bashan, Mikey McLeod, that's actually a pretty decent um, you know, energy line that can give you the overall production that you require. But anyway, let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils' Twitter page in terms of the energy line for the New Jersey Devils and what do you think uh, we can expect from them next season. I think that Mikey McLeod will continue to do better on face-off percentage and I believe Miles Wood will top his career high in all three categories similar to what uh, Mikey was able to do this year and then Nathan Bastian I expect bigger things from him in the NHL future in terms of his hits his determination and his uh, Enforcing kind of ways so obviously let me know what you guys think on Lockdown Devils But that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening